Hey there, Burf Barfers. We're interrupting our regularly scheduled programming to bring you a short commercial for a new race that's coming up. Burf Barf is co-sponsoring a new race from the Tinar Race Series called the Alley Trail Marathon. It's a half and full trail marathon at Alley Park in Lancaster, Ohio, this November, Saturday, the 20th, 2021. The location is really central to a lot of our listeners. It's about 45 minutes from Columbus and about the same distance from Athens. This race was created by friend of the podcast, Samuel Hartman, who is the race director, and he's created a really killer 2.2-mile looped course. The course includes technical ascents and descents mixed with runnable sections, all set in a beautiful location with wildlife and even views of a local lake. There will be an aid station with plant-based foods, an area for drop bags, and this is also a very spectator-friendly event because it's a looped course with the ability to see runners multiple times during the day. So bring your friends and family to cheer you on. He's even doing cash prizes for the winners of both events, the half and the full marathon. You can sign up and get more information at theallytrailmarathon.com. That's the alley, A-L-L-E-Y, trailmarathon.com. I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome Welcome to to Birth Birth. Do you notice anything different about us? We hope you do. (laughs) By the time it gets to you, I hope this sounds a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Annie (laughs) went uh, Harry and the Potter and went full new studio setup for us because we got a lot of feedback response from folks um, that... Some of us are quiet and some of us are loud. Yeah. And the... Also, we're very quiet and very loud people. Yeah, so we're that's doing, true. We're doing our best. So so now we've got a new setup and we hope that it comes to your sweet, sweet ear holes in a new and exciting way. Yeah. And if you don't like it, keep it to your goddamn self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you stayed with us this long, right? We've been, yeah, we've what been do a you podcast care? for four years. It's been pretty jangly before. <laughs> I don't think you cared about it before. Yeah. It's gone pretty up and down. That's for sure. It has. So we've been non-stop, y'all, and we're not done. We have just been doing mm. a just constant yeah. speed bag of racing in the last couple months. Yeah, I'm in the home stretch, kind of, and I-, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But you don't, do you even want it to be at the end of the tunnel? Are you still having fun? I am still having lots of fun. Are you exhausted? I need like I need more like naps. a one day breather. Yeah, I just need a one day breather. And you're not going to get one for at least three more weeks, right? Because you have three activities in yeah. succession in the next upcoming three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take yeah. a breather. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, over the course of this year, everything's going to average out because of you know not doing anything mm-hmm. for a very long time. But yeah. uh yeah. It's an abundance of riches. I'm just going to keep saying that. My problem is an abundance of riches. It is. And this last weekend is no exception. So the So you did uh you did something without me, and that's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) But the very exciting news about what you did is that uh we are growing our team as Burf Barf Racing. Yeah. So tell the folks where you just returned from. Oh, you're, you're gonna have a lot of feels I today i'm gonna have a lot of feels today i had a lot of feels beforehand and during so i'm certainly not gonna stop now uh so it was at the 2021 buff betty adventure race put on by adventure addicts racing which i think is funny that all of these adventure racing companies have drug uh related names adventure addicts adventure <laughs> enablers yes, they uh, do. i think adventure racers view their own need for adventure satiety as an uh, issue which cocaine. is probably yeah. appropriate but yeah i feel that yeah so it's an all women's event it's an all women's event uh, the, this year they did an eight hour and a four hour division in the past. I think they've done, they've done shorter divisions. Um, they did say post race, uh, that women deserve hard races. Hell yeah. And they are looking to move up to a 12 hour, maybe even a 24 hour. Oh, that's exactly race, what I wanted which, you to say. That's awesome. Oh, can you imagine a 24 hour no. all women's race? No, I'd shit my pants. I would be so stoked. So wait, before you start talking about all the details of the race, what are the categories that you can compete in within this race as a woman? Sure. So you could do a solo, two person, three person, four person. And they all scored in their own right? Yeah. Oh, man. Each division got a podium because there was uh, three or more within each division. There was 120 women at this event. That's, it just makes my heart sore. 
That's yeah. so many people. It is. I mean, it's how many people women. were at Adventure Race Nationals? About a hundred ish, like a hundred and ten. Yeah. And to so to consider yeah, like forty teams of three. Yeah. So to consider that there's an entire event that's is that's bigger than Adventure Race Nationals that's only women is yeah. truly staggering. Yeah. Cool. It was very cool. So this event in particular was a culmination of our conversations on this very podcast, Birth Bar, about getting more women into adventure racing and specifically we have been touting being registered for this event for quite a while leading up to it and just saying we have spots if anybody wants to come be on their come be on the team mm-hmm. this is your time to do it like, and we've heard great responses actually we were really surprised yeah not just for this race but upcoming races as well yeah. people just reached out and said hey i heard about it on the podcast or from women of ar yeah and have just come right to us which is yeah. the best case scenario for us i yeah. mean we thought it was potentially like crickets like hey you guys want to come talk about poop with us in the woods <laughs> like eight women were like yeah i've never met you and absolutely yes let's yeah. travel together yeah and i think about how when we first needed a teammate for adventure race nationals in 2019 it was between our dear friend mika shines and one other woman and the one other woman wasn't available schedule wise and mm-hmm. mika was our tried and true mm-hmm she was the only one that was available. Yes, but and we did interview four people. Yeah, but I'm just saying like to be to go from that to uh expanding oh, our reach now yes. to having women reach out to us to participate in this is pretty yeah. cool. So um And we're not done. And we're not done. Yeah. But um so we had So yeah, talk about your team. Yeah, there was two teams of three and we knew we would all be racing together as a group because I'm the only navigator within the group, which is can be a limiting factor. Mm-hmm. Um I had actually put out in the women of AR group a few months ago on Facebook about uh kind of assessing people's feelings about doing two teams together right like is that a he- like uh yeah. getting a leg up if you're dragging yes. another team is that looked yes. down upon ethically within the racing community right and the general consensus was more women more good <laughs> so that was <laughs> yes, very do. reassuring yes, like do please yes do please do not uh do not accept any reason to not have as many women as possible cool. come so we had our cool. two teams of three um, we've ended up breaking up pretty randomly. And again, it didn't matter because we knew that we were not kind of staying together all day. We were staying be completely a unit. together. Got yeah. It. Um, but we had three, uh, women from our Athens, Ohio birth bar branch, mm. which essentially that's what they are at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, as you may remember, we got invited to a speaking engagement at fluff bakery in Athens, Ohio, several months ago, several months ago, several year. years ago. A year? Two, two years? Two years two ago? Two years. I don't know. Oh, time the lost year. I two know. years. Time is weird. Oh, God. It was two years. Yeah, but that's when we bonded our forever love with them. Yeah. And they have just continued to be a group of enthusiastic people that are down to clown. So, <laughs> uh, Ashley Brown. Loves racing. Jessica Kay, owner of Fluff Bakery. And Hannah V. Uh, oh, man. Hell yeah. So that was our Athens contingent. And then uh, a dear new friend, Candy Bates of Cleveland, Ohio area was like, I think just a couple of weeks before the event was like, yo, I'm good at making bad decisions. This seems (laughs) like one. Maybe I should come. And I said, you should come. And then I was like, I'm not pressuring you, but here's the registration. Oh, you signed up. Okay. 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 Here we go. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) And she said, well, I'm very good at making bad decisions for myself very quickly. So that was, that was great. I can relate to her in that I do that on your behalf all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So Candy uh, is an ultra runner, has done a couple hundreds, uh, is out of our kind of like outrun 24 contingent. So is in with those folks. Okay. And uh bless her heart came to columbus and drove six hours with me down to the event without having known anything about me maybe she doesn't know this but that's like not inside your comfort wheelhouse yes so (laughs) i'm (laughs) sure on everybody's part yes Yes. very cool very proud of you and so then your final member final member was a last minute pinch hitter which was great and that was Blythe uh from the DC area uh Blythe did her first adventure race the weekend before Buff Betty and said I like this oh, can man. I come with you It really does the hook gets in deep pretty much immediately with adventure yes, racing especially does. if you come from other sports because you're like 
oh wait, it could be fun. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I've been just hurting myself yes. with like no fun at all before. Yeah, but I could hurt myself and have fun. I mean, that that really was a revelation for me after my first adventure race. Yeah. So Blythe uh, actually drove down the morning of the race because she lived about an hour and a half away and was said she was experiencing all kinds of FOMO for not being there the night before at the campground. But Aww. don't worry, she was in there snug as a bug in a rug as soon as she got there. So <laughs> okay, And Blythe good. also just has a lot of contagious enthusiasm uh, to be like we should be doing more this is awesome we should get sponsorships like let's make this happen like let's blow it up so like i love that energy we'll take that, that enthusiasm have. yeah so that was our team of six including me yeah oh don't Burf forget Barf. i won't forget me don't forget um i i like I, that you wrote it down i did just in case you forgot you yes. were there um because <laughs> also it matches with the theme of the day which was all day i was going one two three five six one, two, three, two, three, four, five, six. Am I here? We're like, all here. We'd go, uh, me. Da- we'd go down Plus a re-entrant and I'd be like, one, two, three, four, five, six. So okay, we're on the like bikes. T- one, two, three, four, five, six. Taking a group of, of like grade schoolers out on an outdoor yes, adventure. <laughs> it absolutely was. In a different scenario, I may have had, had us all little, hold on, on to a rope. rope. That's yeah. cheating. No, that's not cheating. You can no, do that. I could do that. Uh, they did. Uh, the rest of the team did say I was like a mother goose with my little goslings behind me. Yeah, like tapping their heads. One, two, three, four, five, six. So oh, talk a little bit about where this race is held and and uh, how we have actually seen parts yeah. of this course before. Yeah, we've seen lots of this course. So it was held at the Shenandoah River State Park, um, which was part of our course on the Shenandoah Epic 24-hour earlier this year. Hate and love. And it was, uh, it was, the park is beautiful. So it actually, the part of our course that we did for Buff Betty and Compass, like, uh, if you remember where we saw baby foxes at the Shenandoah Adventure part. Race, Best part. that was part of our course, the mountain bike trails that we did that had some uh, climbs to get up in there, but then we uh-huh. got to do some fun descents. That was part of the course Oh yeah, the Bluebells well. descent, the famous... Well, actually, the Bluebells was the flat part, but oh, yes, okay. but we got to do that as well, which I have to tell you, the Bluebells trail without the Bluebells. <laughs> not as exciting you know and i'm just like yeah. describing it for the team like just imagine just days ago there yes. were flowers here everywhere <laughs> I, I assure you they're real <laughs> um but there was i, I mean four or five really dramatic overlooks over the Shenandoah mm. River. And during the day. So like and during the day, able to enjoy them. Who knew? And then there were other unpleasant common uh, common factors between Shenandoah and Shenandoah, the, between the Shenandoah 24-hour event and the Buck like Betty event. random steep climbs that make you want to kill yourself? A little bit of that. Well, what but else? Mostly, do you remember us kind of going back and forth and being like, how do we get into the mountain bike trails. Remember, it took yes. us a minute yes, to like find part. where people the were. The hardest part is finding the trailhead. Yeah, and we were we... just staring at people in like parking lots. Like, yes, hey, I don't mean to bother you, but how do we get? In? How do we get into the mountain bike trails? Yes, and then mm-hmm. we finally got in there, and people were like hanging out and partying together. At the, yeah, like t- trail talking about quitting. Yes, and we were like, <laughs> oh, here you are. This whole time we've just been right over there in the parking lot, Whoops. unable to get into you. Totally did that same thing oh, where it was shit. like. How do we get to the fucking in? trail? How do we get in? <laughs> yeah. I put my ponytail in the wrong spot today, so it's interfering with my headphones. Now oh, I know. Okay. Now you know that you can't do that hairdo. <laughs> I'll still do it. I'll just wrap it around the top of my headphone, the headphones. <laughs> mm, sexy. Um, for those of you that don't join us on YouTube, I have a, a partial head uh, ponytail on top of my head. Like a like bam, bam, bam. bam. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, like bam, bam, bam. So, uh, but yes, the location for the race was awesome one downside was the paddle was canceled because the river level was too high having been in that area before i can assure you that was the right decision absolutely i mean like it would have been it would have taken all of the power in the world not to go the wrong way yeah uh the river gauge level i think was seven feet oh wow (laughs) I mean, that's where we had to paddle backwards upstream past the bridge, right? Where we were like the most proud of ourselves. No, is that the wrong race? No, no, that's the wrong race. You're thinking of No Sleep, our first ever adventure race. Sure I am. Whatever. I remember all of it. Whatever. No, this is the one that we did the 13-mile paddle through the gnats. Um, Or the mayflies or whatever. And there was actual rapids. Yeah. So that would have been impossible. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they, they yeah, didn't like three fourths of all teams tipped the last time we, w- yeah. we did that river. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, I remember things. And it was awesome because uh, Adventure Addicts made the call. They said, you know, we could wait till Saturday morning to see if it's better. But they made the call on Friday night. So we knew we weren't going to do the paddle Friday Which night. Which is really for the best because your team's strong suits are like super intense long distance on foot. and. Uh-huh. Even, a little bit of bike. And even though they don't self-report about it, I would say you have some very strong bikers on that team. Yeah. Yeah. So in the paddle, the paddle would have been a nice ad to get the full AR experience, but um, Not I'll, give, huge loss. I'll give Hannah her due. She said she used to be into canoeing, very into canoeing many years ago. So I was looking forward to the mm. opportunity for her to be able to dust some of that off. But she'll, Hannah, you'll just have to come out and do it again. No problem. I bet you will. Yeah. Uh, so that was the... That's the location. Um, Adventure Addicts, the race organizers, just awesome. Just like the best energy. Like Michelle is like a six foot tall woman with big curly hair and just bigger than life. And, you know, I. you love it. You love it too I much to it. talk I love about it. it. Too yeah. much to talk about. And the swag is pretty groovy and the oh, hats man. are pretty groovy. I, I will say uh I don't, I am in a place now where I am very sick of all women's things being really kitschy mm-hmm. and titled really gross kitschy things. And mm-hmm. I come from a background where I started a team with a bad kitschy lady's name mm-hmm. and also was a part of a friend group with a bad kitschy lady's name. And sure. I don't, I, I'd like to find a pathway towards naming things authentically in a way that supports women and that indicates that it's for women that doesn't say things like this title is saying. Yeah. I just don't like it. It gets under my skin. Which part? Buff Betty? Uh-huh. I really don't oh. like it. So I think the important piece to know is that Buff Betty is like a legacy race. It's been yes, around for a it's been for around a for a long time. time and yeah. maybe it's due for an update. I think you can shove it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I I had a feeling that you liked it and I just don't. Yeah. I don't like things like she this and lady that. Oh, it really bothers me. Hmm. Even if it's a space for women, it feels like the shrink it and pink it version. It's like, oh, we could be doing things in the outdoors, but it's called like she outdoors. And I just I feel like that like pigeonholes us in a way that's like it's the normal thing. But for ladies. Then what is Buff Betty the male version of? I don't know, but I'm telling you, we got to think of new naming conventions that don't make it like, you know, the lady, for, like the lady bick razor, pens for women <laughs> to be held delicately because they're pink and soft. Hmm. I, I feel like I would love to have like a broader discussion about this. I know. I've never brought it up to you and I felt like this no, would be no, a I totally know, wrong time. I so know I did. Fe- yeah. I know your feelings about this. I'm just interested in how we pay homage to who mm-hmm. this race is for. Yeah. Like I think about like Nathan hydration vests Here. and our dear friend Morgan Green reaching out to Nathan mm-hmm. and being like, what the fuck is up with these colors? Yeah. I don't want a purple vest and I don't want a white vest. No. Give I get me some good colors. I, for me, I can tell you right off the bat, like what I think would be the solution would be to name the race and then to say women's race, like name it like the Agro Crag 5000 women's race, like name it what it is intended to be and then say it's for women. I don't need it to be all ladyfied. I really get yucked by that. Mm. I don't want to be the lady she she anything. Interesting. I don't want a she we. I don't want a she adventure. I'm sorry. I just don't. I want it to be named the intense thing that it is and have someone say, and it's for women. Okay. I can get behind name it the intense thing it is. Yeah. Like the eight hour smash ahead a thon women's race. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You are not the father (laughs) of your fake (laughs) virtual race. Yeah. 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 I just want it to be like, cause I still feel like I'm sent to this siloed island where the lady things go and I just want to do it and have it be hard interesting sorry no don't don't be sorry okay oh i'm sorry i'm not sorry you're not sorry that's how i feel about it and i don't like it i feel differently okay. and that's okay it is okay shake friends friends forever <laughs> carry on <laughs> carrying on um also i'm just gonna tack one more piece on there i really like being addressed as a group as buff buddies <laughs> i really like it 
<laughs> I I think that there oh god there's so much more I can say about this because I feel like Betty as like a concept is sort of like a um, like a golden age 50s and 60s fetishized idea of a woman oh my and so I have a real strong aversion to the concept of what a Betty is and then oh. like in the 90s how people used Betty to be like a hot woman with big boobs oh. I, I just am so averse to the entire concept of a Betty interesting yeah hmm. sorry i'm no, just the pain okay. in the ass woke bitch <laughs> but i mean you're a lot more woke than me about a lot of other concepts that i'm like didn't even think of that yeah so, this is just one that i'm bringing to the table that rubs me raw interesting i'm just gonna keep saying interesting because i think it's interesting and listeners i would love to hear from you on what your thoughts are on yeah, this piece. Yeah, I would too. I mean and i'm glad for you to disagree with me but i think that it's time to maybe investigate some of these things yeah, okay. I agree. Let's talk about the race. Um, one of the thing for the race organizers that I want to point out is their rules of travel. So their little booklet stating like what each section of the race was going to be like. They had really like silly sayings in there for each one of the legs. And one of them is when the lovemaking stops, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I really really like that yeah oh man yeah that like kind of level of humor was really good and like also you know michelle the rd one of the rds was saying you know this you know women deserve hard races so she's like you know there's not like flowers and roses everywhere and she was like uh, she goes but the winners do get bouquets because we own a flower farm but she's like you know what i mean yeah you're not gonna there's no I'm gonna be like flowers or anything except for when we give you flowers at yeah. the end yeah for winning yeah <laughs> yeah that's fine though um so i don't know where to go next i just have all these things to talk about okay. so uh i think probably something worth mentioning is the niceness of the schedule of this race so race start was at nine I'm doing the math. That's very chill. I'm doing the math in my head. Hold on. What? Wow, I'm having a really hard time with the math. Okay. We ended Someone at... just fell asleep somewhere. We ended at five? Anyways, I'll just say... We raced for a business day. We raced for a business day. We had two and a half hours with the maths. Oh, what the fuck? What? Yeah, I thought we had an hour and a half with one 11 by 17 map, and I was freaking stoked, and we got two and a half hours. With four maps, right? Because don't... One. Well, one map, four sets. Doesn't four matter. Set. Yeah, oh, it does four matter. Four sets I mean, of the one eyes. sheet. Okay, okay. So that's unlike anything we've ever done. Yeah, and some of that time was pre-race talk, but it wasn't very long. It was like maybe 15 to 18 minutes for the eight hour group and the same for the four hour group. So you had a solid amount of time to strategize. How did that change the beginning of your race compared to other oh, adventure races? Completely different. <laughs> also, I was just really happy to have the opportunity to talk with the rest of my teammates who are interested in going through what we were doing. And some of them had time to even copy the route that I selected onto their copies of the map, which was super helpful. That's so cool. as uh, I think about getting more women into adventure racing, I think a real bottleneck, and I've said that before, is having women navigators. Mm -hmm. So having more women build up their navigation skills gives more opportunity for all women teams at other events. Mm -hmm. um, who so on the team stood out as somebody who was most, Brown. most interested in becoming a navigator <laughs> ashley brown just and really has like a knack for it cool. also uh and uh, she's the, a born racer yeah. man and there's a common theme among this group that they kind of undersold their skills a little bit yes i believe that which was great which was good Too and it didn't i mean it didn't feel like the normal female deferral of their ability mm -hmm. it was more like oh yeah this is relevant and it's like oh I yeah have, oh i have all these jewels in my pockets like ashley like oh yeah part of my college degree was cartography classes wow that's amazing yes yeah, so she goes she goes granted i was doing it more for like the art thing of being like oh this is like so cool but i was like that helps so relevant yeah so she was a great resource and uh on the first orienteering leg she was right there with me looking at the map talking through every that step has of the to way, feel supportive for you yes because i don't do that for you lately you don't no. <laughs> i have other strengths yep 
And yep. I'll get back to it, but right now I know that I don't have those skills, yeah. so I just stand there. Yeah, it's fine. Eat fish. Yeah, so Swedish it was, fish. It was uh, Asha really shined in that area, and Candy uh, has also started to get involved with the um, a gentleman within her neck of the woods. Is actually, I think, tangentially related to the Northeast Ohio Orienteering Club. So he actually took her out on a one-on-one oh, to cool. kind of give her the lay of like he put not actual checkpoint flags, but areas that they were going to on a map and working through going through those point perfect perfect so i could see her getting involved in orienteering in the future too um to be clear i'm not excluding the rest of the teammates jess hannah blythe from picking up more of this and blythe did her first adventure race completely solo so she's so she's she's gonna be okay she's doing it anyways yeah yeah um i was also just really proud that uh we had two copies of the map per team Again, I feel like these are all very important conscious decisions by a race uh, uh, race organizers to get more women and learning. people navigating yeah. because Using traditionally, it as a learning. traditionally yeah. you get one per team no matter what. Yeah, and there's no opportunity for others to get up to speed yeah, while we also racing. And our first, I'll never forget, we were in the parking lot. We walked out and I was like, oh, they forgot to give us two maps. We turned around and went inside and they were like, that's the map you get. And we were like, but no. We get another but we one, wrote, right? But Annie and I rode crew together. together. Yeah. Uh, so as we had four copies of maps between all of us. I, of course, hogged my own copy the whole time. But the other three copies were always out by different teammates rotating and following along. That's amazing. Awesome. But yeah, being able to have that long with the maps beforehand felt so luxurious because I was like, I'm going to do this. This for sure is a thing that I want to do. And I was like, well... <laughs> no, maybe I'm gonna do it this way. Like, uh, so the flow of the, the flow of the, uh, race was an on foot orienteering section, a mountain bike single track section. Thinking through this, go over to another TA, a large orienteering section, and then a shorter mountain bike section to finish the race. So we went back and forth between on foot and mountain biking two separate times, which was great. So I mapped out the, routed out the whole first orienteering loop. And originally you were going to have to do the orienteering section in an order and the paddle was going to be mixed in there. But with taking the paddle out, they said, okay, these two stages are combined and you can do these checkpoints in any order, which only made a few differences to do them in order versus out of order. Mm -hmm. But I had this whole loop mapped out and I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then probably about 15 minutes, maybe less before we're going to start. I was like, you know what? I've learned this lesson before. If we kind of go the way that it seems like the natural way to go, we're going to end up with a bunch of other teams waiting. and we're going to be just waiting to punch checkpoints. Yes. I did this with Andy and Arbor at our Shenandoah adventure race and we were like, yeah, 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 we're going. And then we were waiting for at least 15 minutes <gasps> to get on and off a one person bridge where the check minutes where the checkpoint was oh like totally flooded because it's the only direction of travel that people could go and everybody had to go in and out the same direction on the bridge so people were just stopped up and people you would be losing time so yeah with your expertise and knowledge you decided fuck that we're gonna (laughs) reverse the whole loop and instead of going to the one that's closest first and happens to be checkpoint one we're gonna shuffle for a mile and a half on this road Mm -hmm. to checkpoint 11 i think and we'll just work our way the other way around and it worked out great i think there was maybe two or three other teams that were kind of in the same area that we were had the same approach um but it was funny because uh we started out and in the middle of the loop when we popped out of a re-entrant it was like a party in the woods because then we saw all of the teams that were coming at us from the other direction that's so cool um yeah so uh being able to make those kind of strategic decisions because i wasn't just that's going some next, ah, yeah that's ah, some next ah, level ah, shit ah, 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 ah. just like drawing yeah. all over the map yeah. to be like there it's a it's a route okay so you're leveling up i am leveling up when i have enough time yeah <laughs> no i am leveling up i felt really good about that so we did the on uh first on foot section and how was your nav uh it was great we cleared the whole on foot section um and the rest of the team was asking great questions about like what does a re-entrant look like mm-hmm. or you know why are we getting off here and i'm like talking as i'm going through saying like you can tell that we're on this part of the trail 
well because now the river's right next to us when mm-hmm. it wasn't right next to us before. Mm-hmm. Talking about thumbing along on the map, meaning you have your thumb on the map and you're folding it so that you're just looking at the part that you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And changing the orientation of the map yep. as you travel forward yep. through space. Yep. And um, just, it was really great. They just were really participating and super and keyed in to the yeah. Exp- yeah that's awesome also i think the the giggling and laughing and saying i'm having the best time ever started <sighs> really early that's and so i have great. to give it up for the course design as well on average we got a checkpoint on across the whole race i think every like 15 minutes that really it does oh, so man. well for morale because if you're out there for a long time you can lose your whole like you can just lose your oomph for the day. Yes. If you're not getting those like constant dopamine hits of like, oh, I see it. And it was, it was constant. It was great. So I That's remember cool. we were running along this ridge with this great uh, overlook and we were about to wrap this on foot section. And I was like, okay, so how many checkpoints do we have? And there were like 10. I was like, okay, so 10 and in two and a half hours. And I was like, 10 and two and a half. Ten and two and a half hours, and I was just thinking. And Blythe goes, "I can tell by the way you're saying that that we're crushing it." And I was like, (laughs) and I was just thinking, like, if I'm doing my math right, and I was just like, "That's not the math I'm used to doing. I'm used to being like thirty six minutes." Yay! Well, you did. You blasted out the last section at nationals, just like boom, boom, boom. You did four an hour for over for two and a half hours. Yeah. So. So you're very capable of yeah. doing that many checkpoints in a short amount of time. Yeah. So the first orienteering section was great. We really settled in really easy. Um, a lot of like communication between everybody and what they needed. You know, we started running a little bit faster when we were starting out. And I was like, so this is actually a little fast for me. And everybody else was like, yep, it's fast for me too. And I was like, but this is probably going to be one of the few flat runnable sections we have. So we're so just, just going to go a little bit faster. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of questions within the team afterwards and probably good context for anybody else that may have seen us on the course because I experience the same thing when I think about teams who I think of as being faster than Burf Barf as a competitive team. I just see them going into the woods. I assume that they're sprinting as hard as they can the entire time. (laughs) Some of them really are. Well, sometimes, but like, you know, we've still seen elite teams walk periodically. Yeah, we saw quite a bit of that at nationals. Yeah. So I typically, without being uh, checked about it, assume that they go into the woods, perform flawlessly and with great speed, and then they come out and that's what happens in the middle. So some of the team was asking about how our pace at Buffetti compared to when I'm on our competitive team. And I was like, I go, really? I think we do maybe one full notch faster and a few less pauses. And I said, that's it. You mean with the team, with what competitive team? You. Oh, okay. And Laura. I assumed that you guys were like cooking. No. Okay. I would say we were... We were no hurry, no pause. Okay, we we kind of blasted ass at nationals. Like, yes. there were a lot of moments where I was like, "Oh, I haven't redlined in an adventure yes. race ever." Yes, we really tried our tuckuses off. Yes, we it. did. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but like we also had sections where we were kind of stumbling along like zombies a little bit because it's longer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like if all of us, if the three of us did an eight hour race, we would have gone one notch higher than okay. I did with the team this weekend. Okay. I see now. But that's about it. So I was telling them like this, like we don't redline for a whole event. And uh, I really got the opportunity to stop and teach along the way too. So like we, we were stopping and that was valuable time for us to stop as a team in order to do that. So for example, um, one time Hannah was, Hannah said, it seems like you just stopped on the trail apropos of nothing and took us into the woods. How did you know to do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when navigation is done really well, it's magic. It looks like magic. It does. It looks like you like sensed a, a rumbling in your stomach and were like left. Don't leave the trail now. now. And I have like my divining rod and I'm like, now, now. <laughs> um, so it's like talking about pace counting and looking at, you know, the features of the land and how much that matched up with the map. Another map note I should make is that the race, uh, the race course map uh, was put together by 
none other than Mark Latanzi. And it was a 15,000, one to 15,000 map, which is halfway between a USGS map and an orienteering map. Does that break your mathematical brain or is it okay? No, no, it's it's great. Okay. Like there was a lot of detail. Yes. Yes. You want to be able to see the topography. And yes, if anyone's going to do that well. Yeah. So it was super helpful to be like, Oh yeah, I don't have to worry about like if this river actually exists on this and USGS scale, map. Scale wasn't an issue as no. far as math was concerned for you. No, so uh, fifteen thousand. Because I'm going to think of this as like an educational episode. A fifteen thousand scale map, a centimeter on a fifteen thousand scale map, one centimeter equals one hundred and fifty meters. Okay. So on a USGS map or a twenty-four thousand scale map, one centimeter on the map equals two hundred and forty centimeters. So are you pace counting? periodically but not often and i'm going to give this as a homework assignment to anyone who's going to race with burf barf ever because i forgot to do it for the team this weekend if you don't know to do this you wouldn't do it there's no reason you should just know you're going to an adventure race and you should do this no but if you're ever going to race with burf barf you should know what your pace count is so So tell folks how to do that yeah so a pace count is how many times it takes you to step with one of your feet Right or left, doesn't matter. Only one. How many times it takes you to step with that one foot, walking normally, to get to 100 meters. So go to a track, look at the 100-meter section, start on one end, walk at a normal pace from one end of the 100 meters to the other, and count how many times while walking normally you step with one foot. So, for example, for me, my pace count is 62, which means if I were to start on the straight side of a track and walked normally, by the time I had taken 62 steps with my right and also 62 steps with my left, that would be 100 meters. So you go to that 100 meter section of a track, walk back and forth a few times, starting over your pace count each time and get a feel for how many how many steps it takes and you to do, do it running. meters. Do it running as well. You can. Because it changes sometimes a little bit. Yep, it does. There was somebody on, I think, one of the podium women's teams for Adventure Race Nationals who was like, my pace count's 74. And they were like, I'm sorry, what the actual fuck are you talking about? Do you just go, eh, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. And she does. She takes these tiny, she has tiny little feet and takes tiny little steps. And yeah. I was like, wow. Because mine's exactly the same as yours. Yeah. And I think uh, Laura Calm Toys is maybe like one more or something yeah, like that. Yeah, two more, I think. But um. Yeah, if you have any other questions about pace count, don't hesitate to reach out because we're going to rely on you. Important thing because I did have, uh, and I I don't find many things that I've become spoiled very quickly mm. with, but I was like, I have to go back to doing my own pace. Count. No, you don't. No, you do not. <laughs> well, you won't in the future. I did. I won't in the future, but I did this weekend because I was like, shoot, I should have had you guys do that. Muscle that and been math helpful. is what I, all I can commit to. Yeah, but there is. There's such magic in measuring a centimeter on the map, saying a centimeter is 150 meters, Mm -hmm. and then pace counting out 62 plus half of 62 and saying this spot is 150 meters away from the last spot. That means it's time to do the next thing. And then the magic of doing that count and then having somebody on your new team be like, there it is. Yeah. It was, which happened, right? Yes. So this actually was in conjunction with Hannah asking, it seems like you just stopped randomly mm-hmm. and took us into the woods. And I was like, okay, this is why I did this. And I was like, so if my calculations are correct, the checkpoint should be right in that direction. And Blythe goes, I can see it. Oh man. <laughs> that's the best. That's fantastic. Which was, which was awesome. And like, I still feel that way navigating where I'm like, oh, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> wow. Oh, I can't believe that worked. So we were all just like, yes. Yeah. We were like a mall commercial from the 80s where everybody's just like doing the best, doing the best, dancing in our new khakis. <laughs> so a very specific vibe that was happening. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah. So. Uh, so to back up, so we finished the we finished and cleared the for, first orienteering section, got back to our bikes uh, that were staged at the start start, which were also the which was also the TA, and did a essentially a small mountain bike single track loop. And this was the part where I was like, I remember having trouble getting into mm, the mountain finding, bike trail, actually finding it. Yeah, and I was actually leaving the TA and was talking to the team about. 
how difficult and weird it can be, especially for me to kind of like recalibrate distances and timing when going from one discipline to another, because Mm. you're going from moving at like, you know, a 16 minute pace on foot to going much faster on a bike. And so you start. Yeah, to... So time just goes by and you're like, oh, shit, we just went a mile. Fuck. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And so I left the TA and I didn't think that I was central orienteering too much, but I kind of was. And I was actually talking to them about not overshooting stuff on the bike. And the irony was we didn't go far enough. So after we had done a few, like, failed attempts to get to the right trail, I even, like, enlisted Ashley after, even though she didn't have a bike board, which she told me later was driving her crazy because... She was reading the whole time? No, she wasn't because she didn't have a bike Okay, yeah, that would be deeply unsafe. But she was trying to catch up when I was like... I think this is where we are and this is what we should be doing. She's trying to catch up where uh, we are. As soon are. as you're stopped, she's looking on the map to try to get orient- yes. oriented. Yes. So um, we tried We tried like two things that I wanted to try. We did what Ashley wanted to try as a strategy. Cool. And then it was like, you know what? We're going to just go back to the TA because it wasn't, nothing was crazy far from each other. I was like, we're just going to go back to the TA. I'm going to reset my bike computer. We're going to go 0.6 meters because that's or 0.6 uh miles because that's where a turn in is mm-hmm. and we're just going to be diligent about uh checking off features as we go along. Okay. So we reset. Everybody did a great job of just kind of being like, I don't know what's happening here because we went from like <laughs> knocking off checkpoints left and right to like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that how long did that actually last? Um I don't know. Probably a good 15 to less than 20 minutes. Yeah, that's we'll really not that, 19 minutes. not that intense. No, it's not. Um, but we re- so we reset at the TA. We headed back out. Um, and we did have to do the mountain bike checkpoints in order. So it was like, okay, if we can't get into checkpoint number, I think it was 13 this time, we're just going to go to 14 and kind of continue from there. Um, but we got our turn in to get our first mountain bike single track checkpoint, which was great. Uh, it was in the, it was in the mountain bike system at Shenandoah river state park. It was a little gray. It was a little grimier. What do you mean? I remember. Muddy? So there was mud. The climbs were still there and it was just like, this sounds like, so dumb but the trails were like a little messier like a little bit oh, more okay. like rocks and just kind of oh, like crumbly okay. they ground were, they were just less built up yeah and they were just less i remember at shenandoah that they were buff and hard i do too yeah they were. they were not like that okay so they got kind of destroyed in the last season yes yeah um but uh everybody did a great job of pushing their bike up some of the climbs and there was just like a lot of rollers and not a lot of good sections mm. of like mm just rideability i saw some pictures of you guys bike whacking what not yet oh not yet yet. lauren hold yeah so we did the mountain bike section and then uh it was really cool there was this whole lollipop that was nothing but a big boardwalk so it was like uh big though i hope it was big although we were i was still like kind of waiting to go from the dirt to the boardwalk and just like wipe out because that's what I feel like is always going to happen on boardwalks. It's happened to me many times. Yeah. Cracked my tailbone real good. Yeah. Um, But it worked out well because it was super dry and it was beautiful and it was fun and everybody was getting back in the pace of picking up checkpoints left Mm -hmm. and right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just continued to do some kind of hard like ups and downs and not being able to get a good rhythm just based on the trail for the next uh three checkpoints or so and then the and then it was kind of do this mountain bike single track loop and then transition to the other side of the park to the ta to drop our bikes and do the next on foot section there was checkpoint 18 not that anybody's counting or that that's been the burden of my mind checkpoint 18 was on the way from the mountain bike main mountain bike part to the ta And I was like, you know what? We're very likely going to need to cut checkpoints. So I'm going to cut this one because it changes our approach to the TA. Okay. It means more single track. Okay. If we don't go get 18, that means we can essentially do our whole approach to the TA on very established roads. So it was strategic. Yes. But what? Oh, dear. We had time. You did. 
Yeah, I see that in your notes here. Yeah, so... Which is not your usual ring it out mode. Yeah, and at this point, we were with one of the um, solo racers, Monica Kornhauser, and she had been riding with us for much of the mountain bike single track. Oh, cool. And she was like, have you thought about how you're going to approach the next one? I said, nah, we're not going for 18. And she was like, you have to go for 18. And I was like, nah, we're just going to go to the TA. And it was like, later it was like... You have to go to oh, 18. And I was like, it rang in I your head like, for a while. I should have gone with Monica. Dang. Oh, well, I'm just, and I, this is still something I'm continuing to work on. And who knows? Like, it it wasn't that far out of the way, apparently, based on a conversation with other teams. Um, but in the moment, it was, we got, instead of going out to 18, we did get to do a pretty dope road descent. Up oh, wow. into like a little climb. That's a nice boost. And everybody was like hooting Squealing. and hollering. Yeah, and it having was, fun. So that was probably like one of those things where you're like strategically the maybe boost no, was worth it. Maybe. But experience. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Definitely. Got it. Uh, so we get to the TA and um, the next section was a 10 CP orienteering section and every CP was off trail, which was Oh, wow. Fun. That's kind of intense. Yeah. So I was... Oddly looking forward to that because I think I'm starting to just establish in my head that on foot navigation is my stronger suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because being on foot takes the least attention for me away from navigating. Being on bike sure. takes attention yeah. and energy away from navigating for yeah, me. Yeah, it's dangerous to do it in the other disciplines of adventure yes. racing. Or yes. you're you're not paddling the boat. Yes. <laughs> which is really gonna slow us down. Um but yeah, uh, we pulled into the TA and it was great because we ended up being around a lot of the same teams all day. So the eventual, I say, I think second place team, maybe first place team, Clip and Clip and Clipless. Um, they were a two person team that we saw all day and we were making a lot of the same choices and just would be like, ah, there you are. Oh, good. Um, and uh, we're around Monica for a lot. And also, you know, several Burf Barf listeners, which was really Oh, fun to that. be around yeah um but uh we pulled into the ta uh dropped our bikes i already had the route mapped out which again Hell seems yeah. like a great luxury Hell yeah. i was describing to the rest of the team about at nationals needing to map out a whole oh, course in the middle of the dear. night uh, well, similar to what yeah, we did here poor dear so i was like enjoying every moment of being like oh my god it's like my homework's already done uh, i'm not scared of this pop quiz Free to actually race. Yes. Pop, pop quiz. Plot these points. Yep. Uh, so we headed out on the second on foot section and we just, we just knocked them off pretty yeah. much in the same fashion. Um, we got to go to a couple of CPs um, that were worth two points over the course of the race, which is just like an added, an added excitement hit to be like, that was two points. So like oh, one of them was cool. high ground. So we got to go to the like top of this hill and then go down a saddle. And the next one was on top of the next hill. And it was, it's funny because I don't think I've narrated my, navigational process like fully in a long time you know because i think the last time is probably when you and i had gone to wars before and yeah. i was saying the whole thing yeah. so it's fun to think about like to kind of audibly say how much my navigational process has changed so mm -hmm. to be like okay like where it doesn't really matter where we approach this hill because all we need to do is get to the top of the hill and then to be like okay guys like we're coming down to this saddle and you can tell we're in the right spot because mm -hmm. that yellow vegetation on your map is that field over there and that trail over there is right there you can see it you can tell on our route that we want to go right in between those two things and that's what we're doing so all right the elements now. are coming together for you yeah yeah um and i feel like that's pretty common in teaching that like when you can start to teach somebody else that's when you know something mm -hmm, really mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. um so that was that was fun that's that was fun for me i'm, I'm proud of you yeah um trying to think of other interesting things so uh we we I got to have a few and I already I already let the team know my bias on navigation choices where I'm like, if there's a river, I'm going to tell us to get in the yeah. water and follow yeah. the water. That is the I agree with that. And I was I like don't love and, it. I was like, and if Lauren's with you, she will say, Get, get to high. the top so she, she can, can look see. down. 
<laughs> so we, it's funny. My way is not the right yeah, way. I it, know that it's not. I mean, not. I don't think mine is either. But uh, we, so we had a couple of reentrants that we had to kind of like storm down in the water. I've got, I have permanent scars on my hand from doing what you just talked about. Yeah. So it was not nearly as gnarly as Two Rivers, but it was not nothing. So I kept telling, or I didn't keep telling them. There were times where I was like, hey guys, this section is just like dealer's choice. We need to get to the bottom. So if you feel more comfortable being in the reentrant in the water on these rocks, do that. And if you would rather side hill on the steep side of this reentrant, do that. Like yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the distance. And it was funny because about half went on the side and half went in the middle. Yeah. If you hate an off camber or you hate being wet, you choose. Yeah. Yeah. Pick your poison. Mm. Um, but there was a series of checkpoints that were kind of in a row in a reentrant in water that just went down. Um, it was, was it raining? No. Oh, okay. Oh, good. yeah. I should mention too. The weather was like a high of seventy-four, sunny all day, like uh, hot in just like two places when you're out in the middle of the sun in the parking lot, and the rest of the time just beautiful. What in is the shade. that like? I can't <sighs> picture racing in good, nationals. Good weather. Well, that's true. We yeah. did have good weather. It was. It was like nearly the same weather as nationals. Okay, that is. Yeah. Pretty, that's pretty great. Yeah. Um. So it was at this section on the on foot uh stage that i saw another solo racer and gosh i wish i could remember your name and i should have looked it up beforehand i want to i want to say it was meg but i might be messing that up but uh she had she was like did you just come from checkpoint 26 and i was like yes and she goes dang i think i went just by it and i was like you know it's not that far back you can definitely get to it if you're feeling spicy and she was like I don't know that if uh, that I'm feeling spicy and I based on the award ceremony I'm 99% sure she was feeling spicy. And she you think she went back? I think she oh, went back. Oh, that's got wonderful. It. So, lots I, of inspiring people. Yes, because I think missing a checkpoint and deciding to move on and then going back to get it is very hard. Like I, yeah. I think about okay. going downhill past that checkpoint at Shenandoah with Laura and Laura was like, we're going to go back and get it. And I was just thinking like, no, it's eight feet behind us. No, we're not going back <laughs> yeah. for it. And never go backwards on the course is something that we kind of maybe drilled in too deeply. Yeah, that doesn't apply here. No, it so, does not. Um, to that solo racer, uh, I commend you for going back for the checkpoint. We bow deeply to you. Yeah, that's dope. That's really dope. Um, so we cleared the on foot section of all these Hell off, yeah. off uh, trail checkpoints um, and had a really fun time. There was uh, Ashley struggled a little bit with a salt issue and she had never taken salt before. And she found out that they were magic for her, which is super oh, exciting. Yes. Also, just like uh, didn't realize uh, this was Ashley's like longest, mostly on foot distance. Really? Yes. Yeah, so that's sh shocking to me. Me too. That's Sh what I, I said. I keep saying this, but I just feel like racing's in that girl's blood. Yeah. And so I, I think if she would have not said anything, I would have been like, yeah, Ashley's definitely done a 50 miler. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would assume at least a 50K. Yeah. yeah. Like in my mind, that's where she's at. Yeah. So she got through an eight hour day, her longest non only bike event. While wow, recovering like a from champion. a long term injury. Yeah. Just like wow. a champ. That's amazing. I love um, it. But Ashley still continued to move flawlessly through this part. And um, everybody's enthusiasm, like, just continued to be like, I'm having the best time. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so <laughs> like, jealous. Oh, man. Just the support for one another was just really incredible. Mm -hmm. And so we get back on our bikes and uh, we're not completely in the home stretch, but we have, I want to say, four or five checkpoints left in essentially in route to the finish area and um i was headed out of the ta and i think leaving tas also aligns with the hardest thing to do is to get out of the parking mm -hmm, lot mm -hmm. so this ta was like at an intersection of trails and then there was like another intersection of trails like shortly down the trail mm -hmm. so i was like i just need to make sure that i'm not just picking the one that seems like the right one it's the one that i want mm -hmm. and so i'm standing i'm standing there at this intersection trying to make a decision i'm seeing teams go and stay there was like a trail that stayed up on the ridge and there was a trail that began a descent and i was watching teams stay on the ridge and the photographer was down that way and some of my teammates were like well the photographer's over there and i was like do not follow the photographer i was like we <laughs> we, we are, made that mistake yeah before. i was like we're not going to do 
what other teams do. Like if we decide to do that, then we do that, but we shouldn't decide to do something because another team did it. No. I should have done what the other team. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. I, well, I guess I should have seen that coming. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, I did go the way that I intended. It's just that the route that I was thinking was not the best. However, uh, we so we do the trail that descends down to the main road. And uh, we got to crush this descent relatively with a few of the team being like, I really tested my brakes today. <laughs> Yeah, well, you tend to do some crazy shit. Downhill. I ca- I turned it down okay. because I okay. was ca- I was counting my baby my baby ducks. Okay, yes, of course, and making sure like if I couldn't see everybody at once that I that I was slowing down, so okay. we were all grouping okay. back up because you know adventure racing is definitely a no drop sport. So yeah, it's that's the rule. Yeah, um, and I mean it just it amazes me like watching people's skills even from the beginning of the day mountain biking to the end of the day biking, you saw a difference in a single day i could day? see a difference in a just single gaining day. confidence like also we had two people with brand new bikes a month old or less and one individual jess just borrowing a mountain bike that she'd never rode not even, before. yeah not even knowing how it handles or if yes. it's right for her body and they, none of them were phased they were riding through mud pits That's and awesome. through water crossings. That's awesome. Like there was a team at one point who was ahead of us. And I think one of the teammates maybe had a gravel bike and they were like, don't ride this like to their teammate. And uh, our team discussed like, are we going to ride it? And I was like, I'm going to go. I'm like, I'm happy to eat shit for you guys if it doesn't work out. Stella. And I rode through and I was like, oh, definitely ride it. Everybody rode through the water crossing. You were allowed to take a gravel bike on this race? They encouraged a mountain bike, okay. but I don't think it wasn't they a hard and required. fast rule. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like just the things that people were like stopping more for at the beginning of the day. And that was another one of the common kind of exclamations about how fun it was, was I would have never rode that by myself, but mm. seeing everybody else do it, there is it an seemed incredibly okay. uh, delicious wisdom about just following a wheel. Yeah. Because once a person successfully clears something, it does make it seem a lot more possible. Yes. I feel like if I go places alone and do single track, I'm so less inclined to try hard things. Yeah. Same. Um, and like towards the very end of the day, there was like this little water crossing and then this steep up pitch up afterwards with like two uh, boards for like trail dirt retention and like a tiny little path around them to not, you know, endo once you went through the water and everybody made it through there. Wow. That's awesome. It, it was just fantastic. So we do this screaming descent on bikes. We get to the bottom. So it's like this screaming descent with a hairpin turn at the bottom. Good times. Um, lots of like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> so we get down to the main road and I'm like, okay, guys, we drop our bikes at the cabin where the baby foxes were cool. in Shenandoah. Cool. And I was like, all right, so we're down here. Our checkpoint is up on that overlook up there. We're going to just hike our happy asses up there and boop it and come down Boop. so we all climb up to this outlook which mm-hmm. i would say we probably had four or five steep off trail climbs mm-hmm. and that was another thing that was great is to see and this is what adventure racing is is get to see people use their put their superpowers into action mm-hmm. so like we'd be on the bike and like ashley would be like hungry to be like up in the front and then we would hit the hills and like candy and jess would be like boom like in the front leading the way calves first and like (laughs) you know and anytime it was like uh like fun time hannah was like with it like capturing every opportunity to be enthusiastic and like i love her spirit yeah and like fun blyde the whole time was just like yes I love this. I love this. Um, Just like, and I think she was probably feeling out other people on the team to do another one with her before we were even finished. Um, So we hike up to this outlook. We come down to our bikes and we're going a little bit further. And I was like, you know, we need to get our bikes back up on the top of that ridge. Mm -hmm. So we're just really looking for a place on this hill where the vegetation breaks. Oh boy. And it was the same steep hill that we oh, had boy. 
scream the descent down. Oh, boy. And uh, we found a place where the undergrowth wasn't too gnarly and bike whacked, which is pushing our bikes through, not trail, uh, up a hill. It's like one of my least favorite things. It's, it's very, very tiresome and it's very hard it's very hard it's very unrewarding yeah it's bad it's <laughs> it really feels hard. impossible it's it, also feels stupid you're like why am i it does feel dragging stupid. this thing through the woods it feels like trying to roller skate while pushing a chair up a hill in, uh, in gravel in gravel mm-hmm. yeah um and everybody like i think the most that i heard from the group as a consensus was like <sighs> <laughs> that was the biggest complaint of the day yep and up we went and everybody got their bikes up the hill, which was awesome. And so we hit the trail after bike whacking for a while, which again, still always seems like magic. And I was like, you know what, guys, it doesn't make sense to take this loop around to the checkpoint. We're going to bike whack across the top of this ridge. Let's do that. We proceeded to do that and got our checkpoint and continued on. Nice. So from there, we got to do... Uh, a pretty normal descent to come back off the ridge that we just bike whacked up. And we were nearly to where we were going to end on the trail. And another two person team said, uh, come with us. We can see the building. And so it was like, why? Yeah. Why take the trail around? We're just going to, we're just going to cut through and get to the building where our second to last checkpoint is. Mm -hmm. And so we bike whacked out of the forest and we're on this big grassy hill with like flowers intermixed on it. Uh, Hannah called it the sound of music hill. Beautiful. And we're all just giggling like small children as we're riding like six across down this wow. hill. What a to dreamy our second moment. To the last checkpoint. You know, we're so coming dreamy. up on other teams. Everybody's cheering for each other. Oh, it's just like a women, it, women in sports delicious moment. It was just the best. awesome. And it's it, beautiful. It, and everyone's that, together. Exactly. It was like just, everything is the best. That's awesome. Everything is the best. That's and awesome. so our very last checkpoint, um, we had passed actually two times earlier during the day. So we knew exactly where it was, which was great. So we hit our last checkpoint and headed to the finish line. And um, we finished with like uh, in about seven and a half hours mm-hmm. of the eight hour time limit. We got 36 of the total of 37 points. Wow. That's the close. Have, have you ever cleared a course before? No, I've never. So that's the closest you've come to clearing a course yeah. ever. That's and amazing. I was like it was it. I was like, I'm not going to let it eat me up too much because that was not the point of the day. But I was like, dang, this could have been the day. So maybe you didn't clear the course, but what did you do instead? So uh, in the three-person division, they announced third place. Mm -hmm. They announced second place, which at this point I was very confused. And then they said, we have a tie for first place with the exact same time, the exact Mm -hmm. same points. Mm Mm-hmm. Burf Barf 1 and Burf Barf 2. Yay. And I thought it was the coolest thing that they let us tie for first place. That was very kind of them, logistically speaking. Yes. And I was very concerned about... Maybe bumping someone else out of podium. Bumping someone, making like race supplies run short, something like that. Just rubbing somebody the wrong way because you were a big team. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just the nicest that's way. very kind. It's the nicest very outcome generous. it could have been. Yeah. Um, and everybody still got medals for getting on the podium. We got six of us on the top of a podium, which Adorable. was awesome. Adorable. And when they announced this as winning, we screamed like we had won the Powerball lottery. Of course you did. It that's was how Burf Barf does. That's how Burf Barf does. Well, people thought that it was like a baby died when we won. Um, God, ni- no, not Nitro Gain, Nine Rouge Gain. Yes. People were like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. We were very excited we about s- We like night- threw potato salad yes, in the air. we did. Yeah. Um, it was that It was that level with six Sweet. people. Gotta we do also it. hugged each other like it was the last time we were going to see each other. Yeah. So Last day of college. Yeah. So glad that we won this major award. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, taking five pretty much brand new except for Bly's first adventure race the weekend before uh, adventure racers and taking them out and them and winning, winning on their first time. I just it doesn't was, get better than that. It was just awesome. And like the, the other women at this event, the diversity that was represented there was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just can't, I couldn't get enough. Like if they would have said, we've decided to just do another day of eight hours, I would have been like, great. yes, Let's keep I just want to keep, rolling in this yeah. and it it was just a beautiful event and i 
it was the epitome of everything we've kind of been talking about and working towards. And, you know, towards the end of the event, Chip Dodd from Team Disability was there, um, in particular be- to help represent Andrea in a way, too, because uh, Andrea's first adventure race was Buff Betty. Oh. Um, and... You know, we were towards the end of the race and he was uh, taping us or recording us. And he said, I said, you know, I'm so proud of these women. I could cry. And then when we finished, I cried. And Hannah goes, oh, you were serious. You were going to really cry. I was like, yes. I don't think people realize that, like, there's been something lately uh, in the air where you've been so stoked on, like, racing, developing racing and, like, bringing women into racing that's made you a little bit soft. Yes. Yeah, because you are the the rock hardest pussy, and nothing ever makes you cry <laughs> ever in the eight years that I've known you. So you've gone you've gone a little full squish on yeah. us. And I think because I've thought so much about owning and developing who I am as an athlete and what I bring to the table as mm-hmm. an adventure racer, and really working hard to own that fully. So it's a sense of pride. Yes, and to see other women start and progress on that same journey just really makes me feel super emotional because Mm -hmm. I connect deeply with that idea of, I thought I was this. I have a hard time believing that I'm this. And now I'm starting to believe that I am this. Yes. Like, uh, I had everybody on the team do like a short bio because there were so many like unknown jewels Mm -hmm. in these women's experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Having done an Ironman, doing sprint triathlons before, like wow. being into canoeing, no teaching orienteering who before. Did it, who did an Ironman? Blythe. Holy Blythe's shit. Blythe's done an Ironman. And Hannah put in her um, bio, she said, I've had four decades of keeping my inner badass quiet, and I'm learning to let her be loud. Oh. Oh, golly. And see, Uh-oh. I'm going to get teary again. Oh, like, golly. That one hits me real hard. Because we do, we we can see what's in there, and we keep it quiet, and Buff Betty was an opportunity to be really fucking loud. Oh, man. I'm so I'm so proud of you and everybody on this team, and I'm proud of Burf Barf uh, yeah. Racing yeah. as an organization, and I'm just really proud to say that I can, you know, maybe if I wasn't there, I can still put, you yeah. know, my name to something that I'm so proud of. Yeah. So I'll say this now. We're going to be doing more of this. We're going to be doing new, uh, like, uh, in particular events where I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I shouldn't say that I've been thinking about committing and then commit to it on an episode, but I'd really like to kind of structure my year next year to be like for every couple of competitive races where it's me and Lauren or me solo or me with Lauren and Laura and maybe one other person that I'm going to do a couple of events where I'm just there as like the facilitator, essentially, like as the group lead, as a navigator to help make that entrance into adventure racing easier because there's a lot of barriers from logistics, going with other people, feeling safe, etc. Um so I'd love to do more events like this and we're gonna have a development team. Yeah, we're gonna have a development team. So um be thinking, you know, for twenty twenty two, if you're on the fence, get off the fence. It's time. Join yeah. us. Um, I'm sure if you ask any of the women that were on the team this last week, they would encourage you. Give to... you a rave review yeah. of their experience. Yeah. There was flowers. There was flowers. <laughs> and um, I just want to say as final words, like the other five women that came and um, were pretty, pretty gracious and grateful about me being part of that experience for them. Like y'all gave me just as much. So this is a very like self-fulfilling loop that that's happening. And um, I really appreciate you all showing up and putting your heart and your laughs in this. So Yay. thank you. Yay, burf barf racing. Yeah. Yay, burf barf racing. So until next time. We are burf barf. barf.